Neglect, as a medical legal term, can be used to initiate an evaluation by Child Protective Services. Oh my word. And remove a parent as a child's legal guardian in the most severe instances. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Tuesday edition of Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating movies about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. I'm Amber Archer, half of the duo team here at Fearless Features, and joining me, as usual, is my husband, Mark Archer. I'm huge. 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 <laughs> so our goal I'm is I'm a to, huge fan of us. Uh, whatever. <laughs> get out of here. So our goal at Fearless Features and the films that we make is to educate, motivate, and inspire others to get involved in their local communities and take a stand for biblical principles and truth. So what do you have today? Because I know you always have fun articles. It's news and views today, but first, what everything, are we going to talk about? Everything. Yo. Yo, everything I got's huge. So whatever. <laughs> yo, Adrian. Yo, we watched we watched Rocky last night. Uh-huh. Our children had never seen Rocky, <clears throat> the original, 1976. And uh, yeah, so... Respect the classics, man. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I just said, uh, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Other than, do you know what piece of cinematic equipment was first used on Rocky? <gasps> No, but I bet you know and you'll tell me. I will tell you. It okay. is called the Steadicam. Oh, okay. Yep. Steadicam is uh, a camera stabilization device. Uh-huh. And, uh, In 76, that, huh? 76. That was its... I, I think it was... May have been used in a film before that, but that was its big, like, breakout. Wow, how technology people, has advanced. People saw what you could do, how they could stabilize, because cameras used to be a lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big deal to stabilize a camera so uh-huh. yeah speaking of cameras and- it was huge yeah what do we got what do we got going on well you know we're working on dysphoria yeah okay so if you are just joining us we uh just i would say just released but it was november actually mm-hmm. of 2021 we were able to release and do a short <laughs> i was gonna say a short screening <laughs> short- but but out of control run of the yeah, mind polluters. Of the mind polluters. So we went and we showed it once here in Indiana and took it to Texas in January and it was out of control. Out of control. Wildfire. Absolutely. Every time we showed it it Yeah, so if you on another if, half a dozen. That's right. So if you are interested and you haven't seen the mind polluters yet, you can visit our filmmaking ministry website it is fearlessfeatures.org fearlessfeatures.org and you can see our films we've got inwood drive all about the abortionists who was shut down here in indiana Mm -hmm. and then the mind polluters about social emotional learning and comprehensive sex ed yep and you can seen books yeah and you can stream the mind polluters at our website you can't Unfortunately, right now you can't stream it anywhere else because we keep getting shut down everywhere. <laughs> Nobody is allowed to see this movie, but right. it just keeps going everywhere. Too much truth. So it started with Amazon. They they shut us down uh-huh. because of offensive content. Uh-huh. Boy, if, if that was offensive, Dysphoria is going to be pretty oh, def- yeah, offensive. Yeah. And then we had it set up uh, to stream on Vimeo On Demand. And, you know, we've used Vimeo for many years, and I didn't have any problems with Vimeo. 
good system, very robust uh, playback, and and uh, yeah, didn't have any problems with Vimeo, but Vimeo had a problem with us, right? <laughs> and so they banned both versions of the film. So the Mind Polluters is also available in Spanish, mm-hmm. and uh, they banned the English and Spanish version of the film from their platform completely. Right. And hate speech. And just so you know, the film is still being out there screened mm-hmm. across the country and we're, you know, shipping DVDs to 40 States now. So yeah. Kicking it old school. I mean, this is, I, <laughs> I know there's, you know, there's a segment of, of our listenership. I think that, that they don't even have DVD players and right. they kind of go, oh, what, why would I have a DVD player? Well, because we've talked about this before we've talked about this many times <laughs> but hard copies can't be shut down right right and i tell people go get a blu-ray player you can get it for a hundred bucks it upscales and and uh makes your regular dvds look really good mm-hmm. and um totally that, worth it and that's why because yeah. um the streaming the streaming options are it we and if you want to understand why more content like the mind polluters doesn't get made it's because and people there was a guy that came to one of our one of our talks several weeks ago and 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 I get one of these on a regular basis and i i know they mean well but they come up and they say you know what you really ought to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this what we really need is this and i and it's always someone of course who has nothing to do with the industry and he starts telling me about how we need more Christian dra- dramatic films, you know. Uh-huh. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. Let me tell you what the, the, the problem is right now is that it's easy to, to get on the freeway mm-hmm. to make the film. It's the off ramps that are all being closed. Yeah. You can't show it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Distribution know? is yeah. just. And then they sit and, and then you'll get the people say, well, why don't you use Rumble? Well, Rumble is a good alternative to YouTube. Do you pay for YouTube? No, Rumble is a good free alternative. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good free alternatives. It's when you want to actually, you know, make a return to fund your next film. Right. We can't keep doing movies unless, you know, we can generate the income because nobody, nobody's writing us grants or or funding a film. This is all movies for the people by the people. Right. They write about us and the things they say aren't kind, but that's okay. We move on. So, yeah. So our next film that we're working on now is called Dysphoria, which is all about the transgender nonsense that's going on. Mm -hmm. And we're about halfway through our interviews right now. Mm hmm. And it has been quite fascinating. Um, we shared a little bit, little couple little snippets from it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, uh, we're playing this one pretty close to the chest. Yeah. Though, because this is going to be, but we do have something huge, <laughs> huge coming up. It is pretty awesome. And that's all I'm going to say, but it's right. huge. Believe me. Right. <laughs> So anyway, so big back announcement, to, huge back, back to the news. What's going on? OK, so I get a couple articles here and I got some interesting audio that has also been banned. Uh-huh. But we have it. Don't worry, especially because we're doing, you know, all the research phase, uh, you know, right. goes hand in hand when you're making a movie. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of research and sharing it with you guys is what we're going to do so yeah. that you can be up to date. So we're doing a lot, a lot of research. So I've got an article here from Fox News uh, that you posted just the other day on the 
Mind Polluters Facebook page. Facebook page. Yeah. We're, we're still on Facebook. Yeah, I still got that one, so it's good. Pretty sure dysphoria is going to get kicked off. <laughs> like you can't Facebook. even. I, I don't, I, I won't hold my breath. We don't have a dysphoria page on Facebook yet, but for a way. reason. <laughs> but I'm sure that it won't last long. Um, okay. Christian school refuses to change long held policy excluding sexual behavior despite alleged death threats. They're so tolerant, these, right. these leftists. Mm hmm. Uh, and this is from the, the principal said, quote, if I back down from something like this, I'm abandoning what God has said is the truth. I kind of rack my brain to like, how is this hard for people to understand? This is what God said. This is one of the many reasons we have a Christian school and we're not going to abandon this policy. God has spoken on these issues. This is um, Grace Christian School Administrator Barry McKean. And that was and and the issues that he's talking about. It was to abstain from premarital sex. It was more than that. So I'll read what he wrote here. He sent an email out, said, uh, we believe that God created mankind in his image, man and female, male and female, sexually different, but with equal dignity. Uh, therefore, one's biological sex must be affirmed and no attempts should be made to physically change, alter or disagree with one's biological gender. Mm hmm including but not limited to elective sex reassignment, transvestite, transgender, or non-binary gender fluid acts of conduct. Then he lists Genesis 1, 26-28. Um, Students in school will be referred to by the gender on their birth certificate and be referenced in name and in the same fashion. This is where it's interesting. One mother said she has pulled her daughter, who identifies as lesbian. From the school following McKean's email. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, if absolutely. You, if you have a daughter uh, who is unapologetically identifying as a lesbian and she's trying to go to a Christian school. Um, you know, my question is always is so interesting. And I, I why do you want to go to a Christian school is my question. You know, it's a Christian school. So you mm-hmm. either don't understand scripture or you think that public schools are too hard. So go somewhere where people are supposed to be theor- theoretically nice and safe. Probably, you know, my guess is it's probably a combination of the two because the public schools, even if you take out all of the gender nonsense, they're terrible compared to private schools. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for a better education for their for their daughter, um, and if you're if you're sending her purposely to, there are private schools that are not Christian. Mm-hmm. If you're purposely sending her to a Christian school, and you know that that she's struggling with homosexuality, you probably are from a church background where this is embraced. Probably, you know, a quote unquote gay Christian, mm-hmm. which is which is not possible. You, you cannot be at war with God, which is what homosexuals are. They're mm-hmm. at war with God. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't get to remake God in your own image. And that's, that's what we just keep trying to do as a, as a, as a race of humans. So anyway, I was, I was happy to read that. And I say good for that principal mm-hmm. and for the school board for backing him up and say that and we need pray, more of that. Pray that more. Christian schools will hold the line. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. stand for truth. Yeah. 
So I got another one here from Iowa, another Fox News article. Iowa schools face lawsuit over gender support plans. Mm-hmm. Now, this one was interesting. You sent me this because this is related to dysphoria. Yeah. Do you want to tell people a little bit about? Yes. So we have a similar story and case um, and an interview who they're going to share their story in dysphoria. And it's really I mean, when you you sit down and you talk to these parents and so many of them are blindsided. Because it's happening at school behind closed doors away from mm-hmm. the parents and they have no idea. And that's that's the real issue. And, and the problem is the parents taking it upon or I'm sorry, the schools taking it upon themselves to, you know, shepherd and mold these kids mm-hmm. into this ideology that is at war with God. Yeah. So let me read a little bit of this. Iowa schools are allowing this is Iowa. This is corn country. Yeah. Right. This is Iowa, the middle of middle of America. Iowa schools are allowing children to take part in gender support plans without consent from their parents, prompting some backlash and a legal action. As it should. Parents Defending Education President Nicole Neely explained why the group is suing an Iowa school district for policies allowing students to create, quote, gender support plans without parental knowledge or consent Mm -hmm. and before before he's say that's not happening here just last week uh i reposted a you know a a picture of a gender support plan from a school in noblesville indiana noblesville indiana so we're in indiana and people i mean people think we're crazy no that's not happening Mm -hmm. oh yes it is yeah So, um, according to the lawsuit filed in the district for Northern District of Iowa, these policies authorize children to make fundamentally important decisions about their gender identity without any parental involvement and to then hide these decisions from parents. Um, This was referenced in The Mind Polluters. If you watch The Mind Polluters, there's an interview with an attorney named Mary McAllister. Mm -hmm. And she referenced this as something that is taking place increasingly around the country Mm -hmm. where the schools are put policies in place to purposely hide these conversations. And they will have these conversations with students without telling the parents. And then when the parents find out and object, then the schools move into full on attack mode. And speaking of that, well, and, and before we go any further, mm-hmm. I just want to remind people, because we talked about this um, several episodes ago and and then uh, following. And I just wanted to remind people again. So the Department of Education has published their new proposed regulations, mm-hmm. updates title, to Title IX, title IX. Uh, in the in the federal registry. And so the clock has started on submitting comments regarding the proposed regulations. The comments are due September 12th. And so the new regulations would redefine sex to include gender identity and sexual orientation and will also expand the definition of sexual harassment to permit complaints when a student or teacher is offended by another's actions instead of having to be so bad that it effectively denies a student an education. So you as a citizen in the United States of America, please 
take the time to send in a comment that you do not agree because by law, they have to respond to every comment that mm-hmm. is received. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned that actually by reading Betsy DeVos's book, um, her new book, Hostages No More. So it's a fascinating read if you need you need more information on how the Department of Education works and um, and just get some insight into why this matters so much. This matters bigger than anything. I mean, because what we're talking about here with these kids and this uh, gender program Mm -hmm. uh, support. What was it? Gender support plan. Gender support plan. You know. This this is out of control. I mean, you think it's bad right now. Mm-hmm. Just wait. If if it goes through and they change and make the updates, mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse for kids in schools. Yeah, and I think it's it's important. I I don't want to scare people, but I but I do. I want I need people and we need people to understand if you've got kids or grandkids um if you're this is going to affect you whether your kids are in public school or not, Mm -hmm. whether you have kids in public school or not, this is going to affect because this is remolding our entire society. Yeah. Um, you, you can't go anywhere now without running into this. you go to a restaurant and you're going to run into this, you run into Walmart, you're going to run into this. Because what do we have? We have, uh, what are there? There are 58 million in the public education system, something like that, and, or or some, something like that. And I know two million. They they are at a loss. Two million. Um, mm-hmm. There was just a, a report that came out that two million are now being homeschooled or in a private private they, school. They lost two million mm-hmm. just this past year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is this is immensely important to pay attention. I I think just trying to remind people firmly but gently that we we have got to prepare ourselves for a real battle here because let me give you an example here of another now we've talked about this before too but here's a new article this is i think from lifesite news uh government should overrule parents who neglect to transition kids medical journal argues the Uh, medical journal Yes. Oh, boy, have we been researching the medical journals. Oh, yes. So this is from on December 31st, the Journal of the American Medical Association published. And this is the title of their report. Medically assisted gender affirmation when children and parents disagree by a group of academics led by Dr. Samuel Dubin of the University of Michigan. The author's approach prioritizes the developing autonomy of transgender youth. Mm -hmm. Autonomy of transgender youth in the decision-making process. In other words, you as the parent are being cut out of this loop. Well, and you have to go back and look at some of the curriculum now and what they're trying to teach kids in younger and younger ages. Mm -hmm. We talk about consent. Well, guess what? They're going to start using that consent that they mm-hmm. say has to be done in earlier, earlier ages. Anyway, it claims to be based in the literature surrounding the risks and benefits of gender affirming therapy in transgender children and the existing legal basis for recognizing minors decision making authority in certain medical situations. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the interesting part. <clears throat> quoting out of the report. Neglect, as a medico-legal term, can be used to initiate an evaluation by 
child protective services. Oh, my word. And remove a parent as a child's legal guardian in the most severe instances. I say, oh, my word, because researching dysphoria has led us to to this story. CPS. Yes. A lot. Uh, Continuing. We conclude that situations where a parent prevents a minor from receiving treatments related to gender dysphoria violate the harm principle and justify state intervention. So this is the next wave. This is where this is headed. Yep. And we do have, and we, and another one of our interviews that we collected for dysphoria, he's going to talk about that mm-hmm. and how that played a role in his case. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of audio clips here and then we'll got one more thing before we move on for the week, but Boston Children's Hospital. <laughs> They, Gotta love libs of TikTok. They've got uh, <laughs> they've got some issues over there. They've got a gender clinic, mm-hmm. and they had these videos up on YouTube that they were very proud of. And uh, as soon as people started watching them and sharing them, um, they got scrubbed. They got scrubbed. In fact, I went and I tried. I if you go on YouTube, you can find the Boston Children's Hospital page and you can see these videos but they're private right so you can't watch them but not to worry because we have them (laughs) here's here's a couple so this first one is dr jeremy carswell director of gender multi-specialty services and can i just say before we start these so this is why this is so incredibly dangerous because over in the uk They've actually started suing. Mm -hmm. There are so many kids who have been damaged by these reconstructive surgeries, by these hospitals who are performing these procedures on kids. And they have they have started shutting down the hospitals who are doing this over in the UK. I'll have to go back and find that article that I saw. There's an enormous wave of lawsuits coming. Oh, my word. Yeah. So here we go. Give a listen to this. This is this is for you as a parent. A child will often know that they are transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves. And parents will often tell us this. We have parents who tell us that their kids, they knew from the minute they were born practically. And actions like refusing to get a haircut or standing to urinate, trying to stand to urinate, refusing to stand to urinate, trying on siblings' clothing, uh, playing with the quote opposite gender toys things like that there is more and more Did a group of adolescents that we are seeing yeah, that really total are here. coming yeah. to the realization that Freely they might be trans you or gender be diverse a, a little bit later on in their life <laughs> so what we're seeing from them is that they always sort of knew something you. was maybe off and didn't have the understanding <laughs> to know that they might be trans or have hmm. a different gender identity than the one they had been assigned so that is a, a growing population that they are that we are seeing and that's being recognized as being trans and able to be Thoughts? I, I just I can't even I, be, only because I've he, there's so much that we've been you know researching and studying. It's I don't want to be numb to it, but I hear it so much. Yeah, it's just disgusting. It is. Well, these uh, uh, these people, what you're listening to is is an institutionalized madness. Mm-hmm. This is madness. They're creating it themselves. Yes. And using other people as their guinea pigs. Like, they don't care. They're using the children. They don't care. Oh. Um, 
Okay, I got another one. This is Dr. Francis Grimstad, attending physician, Division of Gynecology. You ready for this? Oh, great. Okay, here we go. A gender-affirming hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophorectomy. And not every gender-affirming hysterectomy includes that, and people who are getting gender-affirming hysterectomies do not have to have their ovaries removed. And we got to remember, this is Boston Children's, Children's Hospital. Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, a gender affirming hysterectomy. So <clears throat> just let that th- let that sink in. So it's telling your adolescent daughter that we're going to go ahead and sterilize you for life because you're not actually a girl. I mean, it's this is it's beyond child abuse. It's this this is absolute Nazi criminal action. Um, yeah, let's go on though. I've got one more. This is Dr. Carrie okay. McGregor, psychologist in the gender multi-specialty services. Oh, great. Ready? So most of the patients that we have in the GEMS clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty, but a good portion of children do know as early as seemingly from the womb, and they will usually express their gender identity as very young children, some as soon as they can talk. They may say (laughs) phrases such as, I'm a girl, or I'm a boy, or I'm going to be a woman, or I'm going to be a mom. Kids know very, very early. So in the GEMS clinic, we see a variety of young children, ages two and three. Now, hang on. When have, when have you ever heard a child come up with that on their own? And, and that's the thing. And it, it makes me just wonder if you as the parent aren't helping this child understand that they can't be the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a problem right a, there. Yeah, I mean, the, the parents are delusional. When when are you actually going to start parenting? But we've been told, oh no, no, that's harmful. No, well, you've Don't. been told we've been told that you you're not smart enough to parent. Wait, right? right. It's the state's job. Oh my word. Okay, go ahead. Go right. ahead with the sorry. Keep keep on here with yeah. the fun stuff. And usually up to the ages of nine. When they come into the clinic, they'll see one of our psychologists up to and the ages we'll of nine. be talking to them about their gender. We'll be talking no, to No, so they start with the shrink. How to support that child uh-huh. and how to make sure that, that child has the Mine's space and money. support to mm-hmm. explore their gender and uh, do well throughout their development. And we'll be answering any parent questions. A lot of parents do have questions, and so we answer those questions. The biggest piece of advice... I'm a parent, I have questions. ...who are coming through the gender clinic at Boston Children's Hospital is to just be supportive. Um, Sometimes you might not understand. Sometimes you feel like you don't know the terms, or you don't kind of get exactly what the child means when they say that they might be this gender. But the biggest thing you can do is just love your child and support them and just allow them to express themselves. That's the biggest protector as well against negative mental health effects, such as depression, suicidality, anxiety. Negative mental health effects. Mm -hmm. For our gender-diverse kids and young adults. So that support from a parent is one of the best protective factors and one of the best things they can do. Oh, yeah, mom and dad, go along with the lie because that's the best and supportive thing you can do. Okay. No. I I like what Heidi St. John said the other day. I 
I refuse to go along with uh, someone's pronouns for the same reason why I won't talk to a schizophrenic's make-believe friends. Yeah. So if you want to really understand what is really at stake here, what's, what's really being done, you have to go back to understanding something. And I think we'll have to cover this in more depth on next week's podcast because we started talking about this the other morning. That this is part of the goals of communism. Mm-hmm. And a lo- there's an entire generation coming up now that really hasn't been taught about what communism is. In fact, what they've been taught is communism's kind of cool, right? Because China, we like China. We want to be like China. You know, and the sad thing is, and, and I said the same thing, even I was like, okay, I need for I, I need to go and study more history right. because I don't even understand. It was at the point to where when someone said, oh, you know, that's communism. I mean, mm-hmm. my eyes would glaze over. I'm like, I don't want to talk. What are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so many people, as soon as you say it, it's like this this trigger word that you just right. shut and they, down. They tune you out. Yeah. They tune you out. But let me just go back here to, so there was a book that was written back in the 60s called The Naked Communist. And in uh, Thursday, January 10th, 1963, okay, um, the communist goals were read into the congressional record. And there were 45 of them, but they were, I'm not going to read all 45, but let me just breeze through some of the ones that I highlighted here. Um, Because you can see it happening. Because you can see this happening, okay? Um, Number 11, promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one world government with its own independent armed forces. There's number 11. Um, Number 15, capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Oh, my goodness. I think this one's pretty much done. Done deal. Democrat Party. Um, number 16, use technical decisions of the courts to weaken basic American institutions by claiming that their activities violate civil rights. Which is, we just said, Title IX. This is what we talked about. This is what we're talking about. Remember, this is 1963. Mm-hmm. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Done. Soften the curriculum, get control of teachers associations, put the party line in textbooks. Totally done. Number 20, infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, and policymaking positions. <laughs> it makes me think of that New York Times post. Which, or or the, uh, the it wasn't the New York Times post, but they have a new journalist oh, who's yeah, going the, the, to be covering all of the right-wing media. Right, oh, the, we'll have to share that one, too. Yes, yes. Okay, the, okay, the New York ahead. Slimes. Yeah. Number 21, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Mm-hmm. Done. Long time ago. 22, continue, continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to, quote, eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings substitute shapeless awkward and meaningless forms hello modern art hello do you remember a couple years ago so fort wayne where we are has a museum of art downtown (laughs) yeah Yeah. 
and they have this horrendously hideous meaningless sculpture in front right? right and one night this is i don't know maybe 10 years ago some drunk driver plowed into it mm-hmm. and the first thing that i asked was what's the difference yeah, right it looked like it looked like just bent i beams from a you know from a building explosion yeah and it was Oh, it's this terrible thing. They had to bring the sculptor back from California and to fix this. And because it was meaningless, who would even know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Spray paint it and, and call it good. <laughs> um, 23, control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. Yeah, that's communist goals. Here's a good one. Speaking of the mind polluters. Number 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Uh Uh-huh. Boy, you see that playing out everywhere right now. That happened within a decade. Yeah, and God bless Texas because Mm -hmm. they are so on it going after those obscenity exemptions. And Nebraska, Wisconsin, all these people would keep contacting us. I'm like, it's fantastic. 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and television. No, you don't say. 26, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. You don't say. 27, infiltrate the churches (laughs) and replace revealed religion with, wait for it, Social religion. You don't say. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. 28. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Oh, my word. Glenn Beck just did a great show on this. And we will absolutely leave a link to all of this information in the show notes, because if you haven't seen I'm 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 telling you, it's a great history lesson Mm -hmm. for everyone in America. Yes. Uh, 29, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. Yep. And you see that happening every day. Mm-hmm. Number 30, discredit the American founding fathers, <sighs> present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. And what's so sad are there, there are so many people who have bought into this lie and all you Mm -hmm. hear is, oh, it's racist. They were racist. This country's Mm -hmm. racist. They were all slave owners. Oh my word. Uh, 31, belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history. Hello, FBI. (laughs) On the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. 37. I just have a few more. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. You don't say. ESG. Hello, big (laughs) tech. Hello, Vimeo. Uh, Facebook, Google. 38. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Oh, my word. We just talked about this. (gasps) Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders which no one but psychiatrists can understand. Right. That's why everybody was having a problem with the DSM-5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. And social-emotional learning... Purple for Parents has done a great job of exposing the American Psychiatry Association and all the school counselors who have to follow all of this mm-hmm. new nonsense. So yes. I'll, have to, I'll have to leave a link to those as well. All right. Number 40. Discredit the family as an institution. Uh-huh. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Uh-huh. Uh, 41. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Those mean old parents? Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. That is social emotional learning. Yes. Hands down. 100%. 42. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition. Can you say Antifa? Mm -hmm. Can you say Black Lives Matter? That students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic, political, or social problems. It's not too late for us to admit that some of us were duped by things like Black Lives Matter. We saw it. We saw it among believers Mm -hmm. who were all in on this you know, BLM nonsense, even having bake sales and raising money for the BLM chapter. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is a communist organization. They have no problem admitting that. It is in their documents. Mm-hmm. They admitted it themselves. They are communists. <sighs> and number 44, I highlighted internationalized the Panama Canal without going into too much World history that happened not too long ago, so it doesn't have to do with our children. It has to do with free trade. Uh So anyway, those are all laid out in a book called The Naked Communist by W. Cleon Skousen. So highly recommend picking up a copy of that book. We're going to talk a lot about communism. (laughs) Yes, we are in the days ahead. Because we realized in our conversations that it's just not talked about like it should be. Mm-hmm. And people need to understand. Some of us just need to be reminded of who communists are. And when you know who they are, you start to see them all around. Mm-hmm. So that's all that I have for this week. Yeah. Oh, well, it was a little longer episode than usual. But thank you guys for sticking around to the end. We are so glad you're here. And if you want to learn more about us and the movies we're making, be sure to visit fearlessfeatures.org. We will talk to you again next week. Have a wonderfully blessed week. And we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. 